What's up, everybody? I want to first off start off and apologize for the late posting of my podcast. Um, A couple of things came up yesterday that prevented me from recording and posting. So I do apologize for the late recording, but I do want to welcome everyone to my second episode of Real Life Random Thoughts. I'm your host for today's episode, Saskatchewan. Today's real life random thought comes from a couple of my listeners. Um, I posted on Facebook after my first podcast and a few people listened about what you would want me to talk about this week because I, I had a lot of things going through my mind and I just couldn't pick one. So I was like, maybe they have some idea. So a couple of people did inbox me their ideas. So they wanted me to talk about sex and relationships. Um, To start off, the reason I introduced myself as Saskatchewan this week is because that is the personality that comes through when I'm talking about sex. For those of you who didn't listen to my first podcast, I have five personalities. Last week, you all had a good laugh at TD and, you know, her random thought of me being at work. Um, This week, it's Saskatchewan's turn. Saskatchewan is my inner whole, inner freak personality. Um, So to get started, one of my listeners inboxed me um, if it was okay to watch porn in relationships. My answer to that is, of course, it's okay to watch porn when you're in a relationship. Um, If you are wanting to please each other and you feel like you've done everything and nothing, you know, you're not, you know, getting it, getting into a good groove. Yeah. Watch porn. See if it's something on there that you might, "Mm, yeah, baby, let's try that. Uh, that that might get me going. Like that's how I learn what kind of gets me going. Um, you know, as teenagers, we just think we grown and, you know, we just doing the pump, pump gone. But, um, yeah, looking at stuff on porn, it was like, oh, that look like that might feel good. Try that, you know, or that may look like that's fun. Let's try that. You know, you you got to experience or look at things or even talk to people about things that may make your sex life and your relationships better. I mean, you don't necessarily have to watch porn, but some people, it, it helps them. Um I've watched porn with my partner. I've watched porn without my partner. Um, Those of you who know me know I'm single. Um, I'm in, I guess, a relationship right now. Another time for that. But, I mean, we're not always together. He has his place. I have mine. Um, So, yeah, if I feel like I need to get one off and I might pull up a porn on my phone and watch something with my rose and get one off. That's just what I'm going to do to get one off. Um, I can say at 42, uh, as a woman in the beginning, I, I was having sex just because men wanted to have sex, not because I necessarily wanted to have sex. But I'm going to tell y'all, um, at 40, uh, it's like something switched in me. I turned into a 16-year-old boy, and um, 
yeah, I, I, I know what I want. I know how I want it. I know exactly how I want it, make me, want it to make me feel. And I don't mind telling anybody. I mean, if a man is not willing to listen, he's not there to please you anyway. He's only there to please himself. Same with men. If you know what you want and how you want it, and a woman's not willing to listen or thank you disgusting or whatever, I mean, she might not be your person, you know? Now, me personally, you're not going in my behind because, I mean, it's different bacteria in your behind than it is in your vagina. And you're not going to put that in my behind and then think you're going to put it in my vagina. First of all, that's a one-way street for me anyway. Point blank, period. I boo-boo back there. And I wipes good. But that don't mean I want yours back there on me, in me, because I don't. To me, that's not my thing. I know some women, that's their thing. And you know what? That's good. That's on them. I don't judge them. I just know that's not my thing. I know some guys who do like to put it in female butts. And I know people say, oh, he gay, he does. Not necessarily. He just like it. I mean, it might be a red flag. But, I mean, I don't judge a man. I just let him know that ain't my thing. So, I mean... That's why it's okay to watch porn with your partner or without your partner. If you want to learn how to please, you can't tell nobody how to please you unless you know how to please yourself. And unless you, me personally, watch porn, learn how to please yourself, see things that you think might feel good to you or you might want to try, watch it. I don't know why it's so frowned upon. I don't know why women get mad that they mates or spouses, girlfriend, boyfriend watch porn without them or I don't care about that it's a movie that's just like me watching a movie and be like ooh Idris Elba my man no I ain't got a chance in hell with that man I can ooh and pine over him all day long I ain't gonna never get close to that man so that's the same thing with porn they looking they just looking stop making it a big deal Oh, he addicted to porn. Nah, maybe you ain't pleasing that man. And maybe he trying to figure out how to get there without you. Maybe you ought to think about that. Stop trying to judge people and making them feel bad about watching porn and get to the bottom of it. Why, baby, why are you watching porn so much? And it could be you just don't turn them on like that no more. Or maybe they like what they see and they trying to encourage you to do what they see. And if that's not your thing, maybe that's not your person. And that's okay. Talk about it. Don't judge them. Don't make them feel bad about it. Just talk about it. That's all you got to do. Just like strip clubs. I don't care if my man go to a strip club. That don't bother me. What bothers me is if our bills ain't paid and you go to that strip club, that'll bother me. But I don't. if our bills are paid, we got food in the house, ain't nothing about to get cut off, ain't nothing saying past due late notice. And you want to go to the strip club because you've been working all week and you want some wings, some drinks, and see some naked booty? Go see it. Go see it. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to be mad at you. All right, babe, have a good time. All I ask is don't have sex up in there. Don't have sex with them. Don't have sex with nobody else. Come home and we good. I don't judge nobody by that. It is it's stupid to me. It's more things to be worried about out here than if your man watching porn or going to the strip club. Like, lighten up. I, I don't know what's wrong with y'all women. I don't get it. It really ain't worth y'all acting crazy and giving these men a hard time and nagging them about it. 
it's just a couple of hours of naked women with the fellas or whatever. I mean, hell, I used to go see the Black Diamonds in Columbia, South Carolina at at the comedy club. I used to go see them men all the time. And yes, they would get me riled up. They would get me going. Yeah, I, I liked it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I like watching them. Well, let me take that back. I like watching Dark Stranger. The rest of them could have gone. That was my favorite. But, I mean, I get it. That's why I don't I don't care if I'm in a relationship and my dude say I'm going to the strip club. Or my dude say, if I call him, babe, what you doing? I'm sitting here watching porn. Oh, shit, what you watching? Which one are you watching? Let me see if I can see that. Okay, what you like about it? What you like that they doing? Like I say, the only thing I ain't doing is you ain't going in my behind. You ain't finna do that. I don't care. You ain't going in my behind. Um, Yeah, you not spitting on me and you not pissing on me. I'm not spitting on you and pissing on you either. I'm not, no, I'm not doing that. That shit's nasty to me. It's nasty. Don't judge nobody else who do it. But to me, it's nasty. I don't want it. But um, everybody got different fetishes. And, I mean, I don't... Do I think someone weird? We all do. I don't see how nobody's feet turn people on. I keep my feet done. I go get my pedicures religiously. I love my feet to be soft. But if a man get fascinated by my feet, it kind of wigs me out. I'm like, mm, I do. Like, nah. Like, that. that's... Because that's not my thing. That's not my spot. That's not my... You know, my go-to. Now, do I like my feet rubbed by my man? Definitely. Definitely. But, I mean, everybody, like I say, everybody got fetishes. Mine is, I like a man with a good butt. I like a good booty. I love a man's eyes. I love a good booty and a man's eyes. That's my thing. That's what turns me on. But, I mean, like I say, everything, people shouldn't be judging others about what gets them in the mood um I, I feel like us as Americans think everything is long if if it ain't missionary and just man woman then it ain't right nah nah if if you if a man turn you on and you a man hey congratulations I'm glad you're honest with yourself if a woman turn you on and you a woman Thank you for being honest with yourself. Now, the only thing I don't like is these men and women out here swearing that they not gay and playing with the opposite sex at the same time. That's something I don't agree with. If you're bisexual, cool, but let your partners know that. I, I don't judge anybody about anything. I think y'all can tell that right now. I don't. But let that be known. Don't hide that from nobody. Don't be with a man that during him getting back door and then you come home to your wife. Don't do that to her. Don't do that. Don't do that to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't do that. But other than that, I mean, I don't judge anything sexual that anybody does. I mean, I might not like it. That might not be my thing, but I don't judge you. Um, As far as sex and relationships, I mean, you're not born knowing what your partner likes. 
Let me take that back too. Because I did have this one guy. Only one. That I never had to tell anything to. That It's like this man just knew. He knew we were in sync sexually. The reason why that relationship did not work. We were not in sync mentally or... Um, how can I say, I'm just going to say mentally, mentally, we were not in sync. Um, I, I, and if I can't mentally be attracted to you, I can't physically be attracted to you. To me, now that I'm older, sex is more of a mental thing than a physical thing. Um, I gotta like you. I, I got to, you know, have a connection to you. I got to have a conversation with you. I got to have something in common with you. Like, I'm just not going to be having random sex and I don't have a connection to you. I just can't do it. Um, that's just me. Um, also, one of my listeners inboxed me and talked about um, me and him had a conversation about random sex or uh, okay so I'm gonna get to the story so it's this guy we are cool we're friends um and you can call me what you want I'm gonna be honest with y'all he is I'm, he's not even blood related to an ex of mine he's not blood related but they are Step families, shall I say. They're step families. And um, when me and this ex broke up, you know, I just, I completely stopped talking to everybody in the family. I was with this guy for like almost three years. And I just stopped talking to the entire family. Um, Because part of us breaking up was the entire family basically lied to me about a situation. Um, He was married. Um... I asked before we dated because he tried to date me a while ago. When I say a while ago, about 2015. And I, you know, let him know I knew he was married. And he was like, well, yeah, but, you know, we're getting a divorce. I was like, okay, well, hit me up when you get a divorce. Because what I'm not going to do is mess with a married man, not knowingly. I have, but once I found out, oh, you married? Nah, you don't need to talk to me no more. You need to handle that right there because what I'm not going to do is mess with somebody's husband. So I told him he needed to, you know, cut that cut that off. And I told him I was divorced. My divorce was final the year prior. And I told him, you know, once you cut that off, you know, look, look me up. And so... A couple of years passed, and we linked back up on Facebook. We got together. We went through a whole lot of shit, y'all. We went through a lot of shit. Girls saying they was pregnant by him. Me catching him. Talking to other women. Taking them out on dates. We went through a lot. This man asked me to marry him. I said, yeah. I found out my damn ring came from Wish, y'all. It came from Wish. (laughs) But anyway, um, long story short, we broke up, stopped talking to the family. Fast forward to this year, that particular step cousin reached out to me. We started talking. We vibed. You know, we had a lot in common. We vibed. 
we started talking, we started hanging out with each other, you know, we, we, we messed around and I mean, it was a good thing, but you know, had I not been with that other man, I would probably never met this man. And, um, he told me to talk about, you know, sexual and unlikely sexual encounters. That's what I was looking for. Unlikely sexual encounters like me and him had. So unlikely sexual encounters, people love to talk about folks when they got, um, I think I seen this on, um, Instagram the other day where this girl posted her baby daddy and her brother's baby mama are now dating. And it was like, okay, that's an unlikely situation because had night they not been dating that sister and brother, they might not have met and found their true love. You don't know how love going to come to you. You just never know. Now, I ain't finna mess with nobody's. I ain't gonna say I ain't gonna mess with nobody's brother because, you know, you mess with me the wrong way. I'm at that age now. I can mess with your daddy, your granddaddy, your brother, your uncle, your cousin, and your son. Don't play with me. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, unlikely connections can come in many different ways. I ain't saying have sex with your brother-in-law or your sister-in-law. Nah. I mean, if everybody broke up, separated, divorced, and y'all find out I have a better connection with this person. Oh, well, you have a better connection with this person. I mean, we don't know when our heart is going to fall in love. We don't intend to, oh, I love my cousin's ex-husband. Let me go be with him because she had a good life with him. Nah, you don't know how that came across. Some of it could be suspect, but like in my situation, I would have never thought that guy looked at me like that because I didn't look at him like that because I was with his cousin. And so to me, once I'm with your cousin or your homeboy or something, the rest of y'all are out limits. You automatically, you might be cute, but you automatically unattractive to me. I might find you attractive, but you unattractive. I, I can't explain it like you good. But mentally, you off limits to me. I, I tell people I don't see how best friends can go through the same man because anybody, any of my so-called friends, and I do say so-called, so-called friends have been involved with, I have not remotely been attracted to them. Just like this unlikely person in my life. I wouldn't have never thought we would be where we are today. Um, today we're we're just friends, but you know, I wouldn't have never looked at him that way had things worked out with me and his cousin. Cause to me, he was off limits. So I've always thought he was a handsome guy. He was very attractive, but he was off limits. So therefore my mind never went there. But unlikely sexual encounters or unlikely relationships can happen out of anywhere from any situation. So, you know, I, I do also, I have a coworker that she, um, a lot of people fall, I'm not going to say her, but she was telling us a story about how this couple got married and they divorced. Well, the wife 
fell in love with the best man, not, you know, her and the best man, the best man was there for her when the husband left because he kind of basically just left her high and dry. And even though he was his best friend at the time, you know, he was like, you know, not going to leave you high and dry. He shouldn't have done you that way. And they fell in love. And things like that can happen. I ain't saying... I, I, I know she did not look it. I don't know the woman, but I, I just hearing the story, when that woman married that man, she did not look at that best man that way. I can't say speak for the best man, but I know she didn't look at him that way because she was marrying who she thought was the love of her life. And because the best man came and helped her when that man abandoned her and her kids, that's when she fell in love with him. So I can kind of understand that unlikely situation. Um, so we 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 as humans, period, should not judge anyone or anyone's circumstance because you never know when it can happen to you. We shouldn't judge anybody about anything. And it's them good Christian folk. The ones that go by this King James version, like the beat of their heart. Be the main ones judging everybody. And I couldn't swear. I was born and raised in the church. What is it? Don't judge, least you be judged. But these Christian folks, going to church folks, frowned upon because you had premarital sex, a baby out of wedlock folks. Be the main ones judging everybody. And y'all be the main ones having sex with everybody in the damn church. Hot air, hot, 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 everybody messing with the deacon. Huh? But y'all good Christian folk, but y'all judging these young people getting pregnant. Just because you can't get pregnant. I know when I got pregnant, I got pregnant at seven, 16. I had my daughter at 17. And, you know, I know that church talked about me. They still talk about me. I don't care. Because guess what? At least I had mine. Some of y'all got rid of a lot of them, but I had mine. That's the only way you can talk about me is because I got proof of what I was doing. I ain't got rid of not one. Not a one. If I would have had every baby that entered my uterus, my uterus, if I would have had every baby that entered my uterus, I had about some kids. But I've had miscarriages. You know, that's the only way I got rid of a child. It was a miscarriage. And it was nothing I did on purpose to have a miscarriage. That's just the way my body reacted to the pregnancy. But the only way you can talk about me and what I've been doing out here is because I got proof in my children. And guess what? I'm proud of every last one of them because guess what? They saved me. They saved me from myself. And I appreciate, love, cherish, adore all four of them. And wouldn't change nothing in the world except for who I had them by. But I also know they wouldn't be the children who they are if I didn't have them by the men I had them with. But I got judged. But we ain't going to talk about those sisters in the church that got babies by the same daddy. That ain't none of my business. But anyway, um, don't judge people. Don't judge people's sexuality. Don't judge people's sexual preference. Don't judge people by what they want in sex. Don't judge them. 
Because you don't know what nobody went through. I know where my hypersexuality came from. Um, a lot of people know people a lot of people don't talk about it, but child molestation is real. And child molestation can go one or two ways. It can even make that individual hypersexual or it can make that individual reserved. I was molested as a child. I couldn't, I'm not going to say I couldn't tell my mom. As a child, growing up in the 80s, children weren't listened to. So when I was trying to tell my mom, I didn't know how to tell her because I didn't know what was going on with me. It happened between the ages of four and five. Maybe four and six. Yeah, four and five. And it wasn't even a babysitter. She would take... My mom worked very hard. I had a good mom. My mom... She found babysitters first because my mom had to work. My dad worked. My dad was in the military. He was an over-the-road truck driver. He, he, you know, drove long distance um, most of my childhood. And my mom worked. And she needed somebody to take care of us while she worked. And she did the best she could because growing up in a small town, the community tell you who can watch your kids for you. And, you know, my mom would drop me and my brother off in the mornings before she had to be to work. But about 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning, I wasn't with that babysitter no more. I was with that babysitter's sister and her husband. And her husband used to touch me. Um, Back in the 80s, prosthesis weren't what they are today. He had a, a, a Captain Hook hook for a hand. And that man messed with me with that hand a lot. But as a four and five-year-old child, I knew what he was doing wasn't right, but I couldn't express myself to my mom. So I think sometimes when I would try to tell her, she really didn't understand what I was trying to say. And it's not her fault. It's not my fault. I just didn't know how to tell her, you know, because I, I was a kid. I was still a baby. You know, I didn't know what was happening to me. And I feel like that pushed me to be hypersexual. Also, as a child, um, I've had cousins touching me when I didn't want to be touched or didn't like to be touched. But as a child, I was small. I was just, I've always been the smallest of the bunch. You look at me to this day, people think my younger brother is my older brother because he's so much bigger than me. My brother been bigger than me since he was two and I was five. He's been bigger than me our entire life. So me being so small, I would fight, but I was too small to fight, if you get what I'm understanding. I was trying to fight him off of me, but I was too small. I mean, when I was in high school and got pregnant, I was 98 pounds. 98 pounds, a senior in high school pregnant. You know what I'm saying? So I've always been little. But, and it wasn't because I didn't know how to tell my parents or I couldn't tell my parents somebody messed with me. Oh, my mom used to ask ask me randomly, anybody messing with you? Anybody touching you? And I would say, no, no. Because at the time when she would ask me, didn't nobody touch me then. But when somebody would touch me, she never asked me. So I never said anything. And that's not my mom's fault. That ain't my fault. That ain't my mom's fault. I just didn't know how to process it. And like I said, it took a lot of therapy. It took a lot of me, you know, coming 
to the to my truth and realizing, you know, what happened to me growing up. So that did turn me hypersexual. It could have turned somebody else reserved. And I get that too. But I mean, being molested as a child did turn me hypersexual. It did um, probably make my hormones rage earlier than they would have normally had I not been molested. I don't know, but I know even as a little child watching Miami Vice, that black cop turned me on as a kid. And I'm just being honest. It, it, it was unlikely, but I mean, he did. He turned me on as a kid. Um, Like I say, you just never know. And as Americans, we do try to downplay sex. Um, we are a bit more open-minded today than we were when I was a teenager, you know. Um, I've always been an open book with my kids. Um, I've never sugarcoated anything. They ask me anything sexual growing up. I just let them know I'd rather you ask me than for your friends to tell you. So, I mean, my kids have asked me stuff sometimes and I'll be like, oh, Lord. I remember my oldest came home. My baby was 11 years old. And she was in sixth grade and she came home and she said, Mommy, what's popping the cherry? I said, Oh Lord. And I was like, Huh? And she asked me again. And I said, I'm glad you asked me that. I say, And I'm going to answer you as honestly as I can. I say, But I need you to finish your homework. I need you to go upstairs, do your homework. And when you finish your homework, me and you will have this talk. And she was like, Okay. Y'all, I think I drunk about three glasses of wine that night. And um, I told her. I told her what it was. And then I asked her, I say, what made you ask me that? And she say, oh, some girls at school was talking about it. And my child was in sixth grade, y'all. She was 11. And I said, wow, really? She was like, yeah, one of the girls was like, this boy popped her cherry. I said, oh, my God. You know, I'm I'm thinking, I didn't tell her, oh, my God, but I'm thinking, oh, my God, these kids are having sex younger and younger. Um, I was 15 when I lost my virginity, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, like, what the world? These 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds know about popping a cherry. But I, I didn't sugarcoat it. I didn't hide it from her. I didn't make her feel belittled. I didn't make her feel the shame for even asking me. I just told her. Because you have to talk to your children. You have to talk to these kids. You have to tell them the truth. Because I had a patient come in one day, maybe a month or two ago, 16 years old. He told his mom, his girlfriend called him and she told him she had something. And she brought him up there to get tested. And we got to talking to him. He was like, yeah, she told me she had some. So we trying to get to the bottom of it. Like, baby, what, what she, t- what, 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 what was the conversation? So he tells us and he goes, and she said that they gave her medicine for a UTI. So we just all just sunk our shoulders and shook our heads. And I looked at him. I said, this is why 16 year olds don't need to have sex. I said, baby, she got a urinary tract infection, not an STD. I say, she can't get at you. I say, tell her to pee next time y'all having sex. I say, after sex, she needs to get up. She needs to pee and clean herself. 
that will prevent her from getting a UTI. I say that's why children shouldn't have sex because you're doing grown folks things and don't know how to do grown have grown folk decisions. Hell, we got grown folks up in here doing grown folk things that don't know how to have grown folk decisions. Some of these people coming up in here with the nastiest pussies and dicks I ever seen in my entire life. Like, what the fuck? I thought the nastiest STDs I saw was working at a damn nursing home. Y'all, a nursing home got the highest STD rate. Nursing homes, senior citizens. Because for one, these mugs ain't getting pregnant. And they ain't trying, they know they ain't getting no babies. And it's like six or seven women to one man in a nursing home. It's just like that. People are taking care of their daddies and putting their mamas in the nursing home. And these men is going up in Miss Shirley, Miss Rachel, and Miss Melissa's room every night because the doctor then prescribed them Viagra. Yeah, Viagra for the old people. So, I mean, it's not only young people that's uneducated and unknowing. It's the old people who don't care because the only thing they was worried about back in their day was getting somebody pregnant. So, you know, you, you just got to be open and honest with your kids. You can't shame them. You can't make them feel like they're asking you something wrong. They need to know. They need to know. One of my kids even asked me, and she was not even a teenager at the time. She was a preteen. What, what's eating out? So I had to sit there and take a glass of wine again and explain to her what eating out was and what that meant. And she just looked at me. And I was like, yeah, that, that's what it is, baby girl. And she was like, mama, grown people nasty. <laughs> yeah, grown people nasty. But now she grown. So, you know, grown people, yeah, grown, grown people nasty. So don't judge nobody. Don't make nobody feel shame about what they doing sexually or personally in their bedroom or in their car. You know, I don't care where you're having sex at, but just don't judge people. Sex is a natural thing and it's to be embraced. I embrace it. I love sex. My sexual partner right now, I love having sex with him. He's told me that I want it too much, but I I just like having sex with him. I love him as a person. I love our connection. I love our conversations. So that's why I'm more in tune with him because we are connected. We are in sync and I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. I got a rose by my bed right now. I sure do. And every woman should have one. If you don't have one, honey, get you one. And get an extra one because that thing, you'll run that battery low real fast, real quick. And don't keep it down there. You got to mentally move that thing away because, honey, when I say you get five and five, five and five minutes, you surely will. You have to mentally move that thing away because you will sit up there and have a seizure or something because I'm telling you. But, and these girls out here talking about the rose is better than any man. You're lying. Stop lying. Because after I use that rose, I want some penetration. So stop lying to these people. I need penetration. I prefer penetration with the rose. Now, that's a good time. But anyway, I'm pretty sure some of my listeners don't want to hear that like my children. But that is a real good time. 
So again, don't judge people. Don't judge people on their sexual preference, on what they like sexually, what they like to do sexually, because sex is a natural thing. It is meant to be enjoyed and embraced. So please enjoy sex, embrace it, enjoy it, have a good time and have a safe time. Until next time, thanks for listening. Real life, real life, random thoughts. Have a good one.